This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your In Good Company and welcome to Super Saturdays, an Equity Mates media series on superannuation proudly brought to you by Superhero. I'm Maddie and as always I'm here with my good friend Sophie. Hello Maddie, happy Saturday. I'm super excited to be talking about super on this Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much S alliteration. Is that what it's called, alliteration? <laughs> yes, well, S is the best letter, as we know, S for Sophie. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I used to think that when I was like a kid, like S is the best letter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, so unoriginal when you say your favourite number is the date of your birthday, like, come on, get a better number. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually so true. Gosh. Anyway, before we start today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future before. So if we have said it before, but we will say it again, with the recent government changes to super legislation here in Australia, upping the contribution from 9.5% of your regular paycheck to 10%, it really has never been more important to be across your superannuation. I know that since we've been doing some research and we've been chatting about these episodes, I have just become more and more enthusiastic about how important it is. <laughs> You're a champion for superannuation. <laughs> it was getting really late last night and I was like, I'll just do a little bit of extra research. And I was reading, I was like, it's just so good. <laughs> yeah, I've got friends asking me questions now. They're like, so you've done a lot of research, just tell me it all. I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> but that is why over the next three Saturdays and over four different shows, we will be bringing you all of the information that you need to know to take more control of your super. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> so don't miss it. Make sure you are subscribed to Equity Mates, Get Started Investing and Comedian vs. Economist and also YIGC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To help us break down everything you need to know, we are welcoming back the lovely Rachel from Superhero. If you missed our last episode with Rachel peeking into the portfolio of your average Aussie millennial investor, then you should absolutely go back and check it out. But to fill you in in the meantime, Rachel, in her role at Superhero, analyzes how Australians are investing their money to grow their future wealth, looking at the current state of the market and the hottest investment trends currently. Before joining Superhero, Rachel spent just over three years at e-commerce giant eBay. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. So to start today's episode off, we thought we don't have our normal questions, you know, your daily routine. We've already heard a bit about your gym sessions at 6 a.m. in the morning. So we thought we'd ask a bit of a different (laughs) question, (laughs) which is a bit of a cliche and you might roll your eyes. But if you were a superhero, who would you be and why? Okay, so 
funnily enough, we do tend to steer clear of the whole superhero cliche at work, but um, our <laughs> co-founders do. No, no, our co-founders do have little little bobblehead figurines on their desk, so it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think for me, it's a bit of a throwback one, um, but I'd go with. I forget what her actual name was, but the invisible girl from Fantastic Four. Oh, um, nice. It was yes. a movie, yeah, with Jessica Alba in it. I think it was kind of mid-2000s. And she was just so cool, so suave. And, like, I just love the thought of being invisible because you could be anywhere and no one would know. So like, true. Yes. Bit, bit sly, but <laughs> but I think that invisibility would be the best. I thought you were going to say the invisible girl from The Incredibles. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was also cool. Um, but, no, I think Jessica Alba is just ultimate, ultimate cool. So, Rachel, on last week's episode, Soph and I spoke about sort of some of our own experiences with waking up to our superannuation. Um, And I'm wondering, what has your experience been with this? Have you always been really good and really across your super or did you sort of have a bit of an experience that forced you to acknowledge what is going on? I had not been very good at all. Um, I think my opinion of super, yeah, like, I, my first job was for my dad, right? So when I got my first job, I'm pretty sure he would have helped me if not filled out the form for me. And I just went into the super fund that my parents were in um, because why not? And I was working for my dad, so it just kind of worked that way. Um, and I really didn't think that there was any difference. Like I fundamentally didn't know or I thought, I think maybe I looked once, but I thought, oh, they're all just, you know, between one or 2% different. There's like five options. I had no idea. So it was majorly an education thing, but I really didn't wake up to it. And this is really bad because I started investing, you know, with my own money, but still had no clue about super. Um, and it was actually not until I joined superhero, um, really that I woke up to it. I think I'd heard some news articles about checking that you didn't have fees that you, you weren't needing. Um, So I'd done that, but in terms of actually understanding the power of super um, and I guess where it can lead to, particularly later in life, it wasn't until I joined Superhero and heard about the big plans for Superhero Super that I was like, wow, why why is this this industry and why are young people particularly so disengaged? Um, And so, yeah, it it wasn't until recently. Yeah, it's a funny one. Like we all invest, but then people don't really care about the investments that are being made for them, even though at one point it's going to be their money. But it's kind of one of those things. It's like if you can't see it and if it's not physical, it kind of goes to the back end of your to-do list a little bit. I don't know. And retirement sounds so far away. Like who cares about your retirement? (laughs) We do. We care about our retirement. (laughs) (laughs) We do, and it, it is your money. It is your money now. Like it's in your name, it's in your account. And I think even for people that don't invest outside of super, you are an investor. Your money is in your super, and it's being invested. So absolutely, um, it's really important to take note and see where you're invested. 
So, Rachel, today we're going to talk about a couple of different um, things, you know, what's happening at the moment in Australia, the government changes, a little bit about young Aussies and super. But to start off, we wanted to start with a game and we're going to present you with some statements and sorry to put you on the spot, but we want you to Should, I, should I be nervous? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how much you know about your superannuation. So this will be a test. <laughs> Um, but you can let us know whether you think they are fact or fiction. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, so the first one <laughs> is Victorians, yes, Victorians, us, <laughs> are the best of all Australian states at consolidating their super into one account. Well, I'm not from Victoria, so my New South <laughs> Wales in me would hope that we're the best. But do you know what? I'm going to go fact i'm gonna say victorians are the best yes you're right it's fact it's 76 percent of victorians have just one account and we actually join the top spot with tasmania as well so go tasmanians and victorians i'm really sorry i don't want to rub it in for someone who's in new south wales like yourself rachel especially <laughs> now that you're in lockdown still but <laughs> we're really kicking them while they're down <laughs> <laughs> to follow up, though, New South Wales is only 1% behind. They do have 75% of people with just one account. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> so the next one, fact or fiction, females are better than males at having just one super account. Oh, that's a hard one. Do you know what? I'm going to say fact as well, and this kind of goes against my thoughts around investing generally and it, it being more of a male thing. But I think females are great at organising traditionally um, <laughs> and are doing all of the admin and getting life sorted. So I'm going to say fact, females are better. Nice. You are correct. So of those who have more than one super account in 2018, 15% were males versus 13% were females. Now, the next one is there is a $13.9 million in lost and ATO held super. Oh, I'm going to go it's bigger than that. So I'm going to say fiction. Good work. I you really know your stuff, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> there is actually $13.9 billion, not million, billion. So that includes super held by funds where the person is uncontactable and unclaimed super that is sitting with the ATO. So that's um that's a big figure. That's a lot of money. That is that's a lot of money. I'll take some. Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll have some. And Rachel, the last one, you're in good company. It's the best podcast there is for learning about investing. Fact or fiction? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how, how your friends at Equity Mates would feel about that, guys. No, I know, I know <laughs> exactly how they do. <laughs> I'm going to go fact, absolutely. <laughs> nice. Well, you know whose podcast you are on right now. <laughs> We've got in the notes written here, fact, duh. <laughs> As employees, most of us see the little line on our pay slip that says, you know, SG contribution, our little superannuation that goes along into our accounts. Um, it refers to our superannuation guarantee. And to be honest, we don't really think much more about it than just kind of seeing that amount go in. So could you give us a bit of a quick rundown? How does the current superannuation system function? 
Yeah. So again, I'm not a superannuation expert, but I, from my own personal experience too, it was 9.5% was the, the government's superannuation contribution amount. That's just gone up to 10%, which sounds small, um, but particularly for young Australians, that half a percent is going to lead to thousands more in your super um, later on in life. And I know there's talks to even potentially increase that more, more and more. And really when it comes to super, it was put in place to help Aussies in their retirement because it's something that you don't really think about until you get to retirement. Um, so having that locked away working for you um, and invested um, in a fund on your behalf, yeah, it was put in place by the government to help help Aussies so that when they get to retirement, they haven't got, got that base there. And for a lot of Australians, super will actually be their biggest asset that they own outside of their home. Um, so it's a really significant part of growing your wealth. Yeah, I actually read that fact somewhere that it's um, one of the biggest assets that Aussies own. And I just think that is so crazy. Like we always speak about the fact that like we're never buying houses. We might one day, but like <laughs> way down the track. So like this super little, this super baby that we have, it needs to, we need to really think about it. That's like the money we're going to be living off. Did you just refer to your super as your baby? <laughs> Yes, my super baby. <laughs> I think we all should treat it like it's our baby. Absolutely. Put a bit more care into it. <laughs> Key lesson from today's episode. <laughs> look after your super like you look after your unborn baby. <laughs> so, Rachel, I know recently there was actually an inquiry into the super system. Um, in It was released in January of 2019 and it looked at sort of like how the super system is working because – there has been a lot of dialogue around all the issues that um, exist within the system. So I'm wondering, can you give us a bit of a rundown? Of, like, what are some of the main issues that we're experiencing at the moment? Yeah, so I was having a think about this and um, I guess what we're trying to solve at Superhero as well. And it came down to three factors for me. The first one being education. So I think it's not something that we get taught in school, much like investing itself it's not really something that anyone has incentive to teach us about. Um, and I guess the way that the the system, the way that it goes automatically from our pay and just the whole process, it doesn't lend itself to something that you want to care about. It's all made to be very seamless in a way, yet there's just no education on the different options that are available out there and what they mean um, and how much of a difference it really can make to your future. So education would be the first one. Then the two that are more on a product side would be transparency. So I don't know about you guys, but for me to log into my super account and really understand what I'm invested in, that was just a too hard basket for me. I would always forget what my member number was to actually go onto my desktop, try and remember that reset my password a few times, then to log in and see something that I don't really understand. Yeah, it's it's not transparent. It's not simple. It's not clear or easy to understand. And it's not, or it hasn't been in the past, digitally native, mobile, all of those things that particularly younger Australians are used to in every area of life. So transparency being the second one. And then, and on that one, fees as well. I think that came up a lot over the past couple of years is, a lot of, again, particularly younger Australians, it's affecting them because they were opted into all of these fees and insurance and advice products that they didn't, number one, didn't know that they were in, but also 
didn't potentially need or didn't have the choice to opt out of um, in a clear way. And then the third one would be choice and control. So great, you've logged into your super for for that one time a year. You see (laughs) it moving around, but what can you do about it? And I guess from a super fun perspective, maybe there hasn't been incentive to get people to choose. They'd kind of prefer to just have your money sitting there and um, and for you not to be able to choose. But there are a number of products now, and this is, again, what we're trying to solve at Superhero, to give you a lot more choice and control when it comes to your super without having to set up a self-managed super fund and go that extra step, which we know uh, requires a lot of admin and cost and cost there. So it's how can you get the most control and choice without making it super difficult? Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest outcomes of that inquiry into the super system was that there were a whole lot of funds that were just completely underperforming. And like, because it is also automated, no one was really doing anything about it. You know, in in normal life, if things are under, if products are underperforming or if things are more expensive, then you're going to switch. But with super, that just wasn't happening. Um, And I think, you know, one of the outcomes of that inquiry was to make it simpler to compare different fund performance. And again, if you haven't listened to last week's Wake Up to Your Super app, we do talk through some tips for comparing performance because, you know, this is your money. It's coming out of your paycheck every week. And it's so important to make sure that it's doing the most work it can possibly do for you because over the long term, it has a huge difference. Absolutely. I mean, you think about a performance of, let's say, 4% 4% versus 8%, right? Huge. In your mind, <laughs> you might think it's two very small numbers. But if you think later on in life, like that's double. That number Compounding. is double or half. <laughs> Absolutely. And if we're wanting, you know, there's so much data out there around the gap between what Australians have in their super and what they're actually going to need, particularly by the time that we get to, to retirement age. And when you think about hundreds of thousands of dollars in your super, that number could be half or double depending on just that what you would think is a small difference in the percentage of yeah of performance over time. So it is a huge thing um, and it's really, really important. That leads us almost perfectly into kind of what we want to speak about because the government has made quite a few changes to superannuation in the uh, latest federal budget. Not necessarily that they're changes because they still need to come into force, but um, one of them that actually has come into force is <laughs> into force. If that's the right word. Is that the right wording? <laughs> is the- <laughs> really thinking about like super and superheroes? Superheroes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's the increase to ten percent of your salary from July 21. So your last pay packet would have had that um, or this one that's coming up now that you're being paid, sorry, um, with the planned increases to 12%. So why is the government increasing the amount of super that's going to be taken out of our pay packet? I mean, I think it comes down to, like we spoke about, the gap between what Australians have in their super today And then in reality, what they're going to need to be able to fund a comfortable retirement when they're older. And I think from the data, the gap is that it's kind of nearly half um, of what Australians have in their balance today as to what they would need to fund a comfortable retirement. And and that number is different for everyone and there's levels to that. But I think as a first step, yeah, the government adding that extra, extra half a percent will really help us to be able to live comfortably when we're retired because we know the cost of living 
will not be lower um, by the time <laughs> we get to retirement. Sadly. How much will a coffee be when we're 60? <laughs> oh, gosh, that is a very frightening thought. Like $20? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I guess all else being equal, increasing that um, the amount of your paycheck that goes to super from 9.5% to 10%, um, it will just mean that we all have higher savings at retirement. And I would just note as well, it's been really interesting to see, you know, some employers have passed on this increase in terms of like a pay rise to the overall package so that that extra 0.5% isn't coming out of your take-home pay, but others have actually left the total remuneration package the same, i.e. like, you know, your pay plus your super. So for some people, their take-home pay is actually reducing, which, I mean, the government is urging employers to pass it on, but I guess not all are doing so. Yeah, hopefully that will change in the future because, yeah, like we said, um, things are getting getting more expensive. I think the other thing when it comes to retirement is that people are living longer. They're living longer now and then by the by that time, you know, even more so. So we're in retirement for longer than we ever have been before. So it's really important to know that that retirement savings fund that we have or our super will need to last us longer and so therefore we will need more. I don't want to retire later just because I don't have enough money. (laughs) (laughs) Another one of the changes that was made by the government was the removal of the $450 minimum monthly salary threshold. So this kind of meant that anyone who was being paid $450 a month wouldn't actually be getting super payments from their employer. And we've kind of spoken about this a little bit in our federal budget episode and between the two of us. And this one is really great news, particularly for women who make up a majority of the part-time and casual workforce who weren't, you know, previously making super. You know, do you think that there are big gaps that are out there between men and women and their superannuation payments? Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's lots of data out there, but women on average have less super than men Um, and it's a significant amount um, that they are less than men. I'm not sure in the exact exact number from the top of my head I think it's around a third less. Yeah women are um, have less in their super than men and it's interesting because we spoke about women are better at I guess finding their super and managing their super but because of the nature of the way that the workforce is, and we'll get into some things around the gig economy later, but particularly in that part-time space, people are managing families. They've got a lot going on. Um, They may only be working one or two days a week, but that doesn't mean in any, in any sense that they don't need super potentially more so. So it's a, it's a great one. Yeah. I think that fact or that statistic is actually 47% difference at the moment, which I mean, being almost half is pretty eye opening. But one thing that I found quite interesting on this one was I actually didn't realize um, this sort of $450 threshold actually applied to each individual job. So for so many workers who are who are working multiple jobs but not earning more than 450 a month for any one employer were also missing out on the payments. And that one really surprised me. Yeah, exactly. Because when you think about freelancers, contractors, people that are doing a lot of different jobs, absolutely. I think that leads us nicely into one of the things that we wanted to speak about today, which was Young Aussies and Super and a little bit about the gig economy. You mentioned the gig economy before. For people listening, could you explain what the gig economy is? 
Yeah, so from my own understanding, I mean, the gig economy, a lot of young Aussies are not just wanting the nine to five corporate job that they do for 40 years. Not only, I think, do people have shorter spans at companies if they're working for an employer, um, but they're picking up side hustles or they're going to a completely gig style of work. And there are a lot of technology platforms that have enabled this. I even think of the likes of Freelancer, of Fiverr coming up. Um, these platforms that really allow you to access Airtasker even, um, or just being able to create your own website really easily or have a social media business. There's so many options for young people out there to earn money in new ways that aren't a traditional job. But what that means is that you don't have those employer contributions automatically coming in and funding your super. Um, so it's a challenge there. Yeah, well, that sort of answers out my next question because the gig economy actually grew up to about 33% in 2020, which is such a huge number for people who are sort of self-employed and sole traders or fit into that um, area. I know Soph and I recently for this podcast were setting up, you know, a partnership and we were actually asking each other, like, do we have to pay our own super and how does that work? So we're interested to know for someone who is self-employed or a sole trader, let's say you're an artist or an Uber driver, do you get paid super and how does it all sort of work? Well, I guess if you're not employed, by a company and you're running your own business or you've got your own ABN, for example, yet you're not automatically given employer contributions for that amount that you earn through that through that business or that ABN because it's you. <laughs> you are your own employer. Um, so I guess that makes sense because if I'm my own employer, I've got to pay my own super. So yeah, you're not, you're not covered by someone else. You've got to figure that out for yourself. Yeah, research has shown that actually an estimated like 326,000 Australians who work in the gig economy are not paying themselves super. And as we've mentioned a, a thousand times, we can repeat it and repeat it. Like this is a huge issue long term. Like you're not spending, you're not putting any money away for your future self. And that's just going to be an issue when you get to your retirement. So, you know, if someone is in that self-employed area, what do they need to be thinking about in terms of um, making sure they are being paid super? Are there certain things that they can be doing to ensure that superannuation payments are being made? Yeah, I mean, I think that the ATO and Money Smart are just the best resources to go to when it comes to these things and being self-employed and understanding how to get this in place to make sure that you've set yourself up well. Definitely when it comes to tax, Super is taxed differently to your income. So you want to make sure that you understand the benefits of paying yourself super when you're self-employed. I think just making sure you get yourself educated is the number one. Yeah, I think um, it's a bit funny, but like, you know, we, we all see in the ad, like same age, same income, like those super ads, which I find like hilarious. Yep. <laughs> if you look into, if you look into the benefits of, of tax and, you know, they're, they're taxed at a lesser amount up to a certain threshold, obviously. But, you know, if you're putting, say, $500 a month into your super at a 7% return on year, with that Money Smart calculator, which I love so much, you would be sitting on $1.3 million if invested over 40 years. So let's all say we're, you know, in our 20s, we're going to be retiring in our 60s. We'd be sitting on $1.3 million with putting away $500 a month into our super. But if you were putting that into a savings account, you'd be sitting on only 329k. Like that difference is incredible. It's the difference between being a millionaire and not. 
<laughs> and who doesn't want to be a millionaire? <laughs> you sound like you're off the TV show. <laughs> So, Rachel, Superhero started out as a broker for buying Australian and now also very exciting US stocks. But we have to ask, given your name literally has the word super in it, was superannuation always a part of the plan? Yeah, so you got us. Um, <laughs> super, was, super was always part of the plan. Um, so Superhero was actually started for Super. Um, we did launch the trading platform first and obviously that's a really, really core pillar of our business now and will continue to be. But um, our co-founders, John and Wayne, what really drove them to start the business was this lack of transparency and control when it came to super. Um, And I think how it started was John, um, who has a bit more of a finance background, had asked Wayne, Wayne, how much do you have in your super? And you know, Wayne is someone who, you know, he's had a lot of success in business in his life and he had no idea. And so I think that just spurred this drive in them to be like, well, if, if we don't know, um, you know, how many other Aussies are there out there? And again, from all of this data that we have, a lot of Aussies have no idea how much they have in their super. And even if they do know, they feel quite disengaged and like it doesn't even matter or they can't do anything about it. So, yes, Super was always part of the plan and, and we're very excited to be launching Superhero Super to Australia. Now, there's so many funds out there. What is different about the Superhero platform? Yeah, so, again, going back to those two factors I spoke about before, transparency and control. When it comes to transparency, uh, Superhero Super is built mobile first and it's built to be digital um, and for you to be able to see your Super really easily. So it will sit kind of side by side to our trading platform um, within the same account, which I think is really important because it allows you to see where you're at financially overall in one place. And it even just the nature of it sitting side by side, I think will engage more people because you're able to see it right there as as money if that makes sense so it's not Mm. sitting in its own separate account so far away from the rest of your life it's actually right there with the rest of your investments and you're able to see it straight on your mobile login really easily so that's the first one on transparency another great feature that we have is the way that you roll over your super so if you're joining superhero super we actually match with the ato and we'll tell you where your super is currently. And if it's in three different funds, it will actually tell you all of that straight away just by using your tax file number. So you can pop in your tax file number and see all of your super straight away and then choose to roll it over. So I think even that process being made simple and automated is yeah changing the game. But the real exciting part of it is when it comes to control and choice, because ultimately that's what we'd all love is a bit more choice when it comes to where our super is invested. And so Superhero Super will have two different account options. One is called Autopilot, and that's a bit more similar to a traditional super fund where most of your money is in kind of a balanced ETF fund. And then you've got the option to choose between some different investment themes with the rest of it. So with up to 30%, you can choose between a number of different investment themes. There's the likes of US tech, Asia tech, global sustainability, global healthcare, gold. Um, So you've got some choice there. 
So you actually get to pick more specifically what your super is actually being invested in. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah wow. So yeah, you can choose those different investment themes and that's probably for someone that wants just a little bit of choice. But then we've got a second account option called control um, and it's called control for a reason. And that will actually allow you to invest up to 75% of your super yourself directly into shares and ETFs. Yeah. Without having to set up a self-managed super fund. So you can go and invest in the ASX 300 and a whole bunch of ETFs um, that are available on the ASX with your super and you don't have to set up a self-managed super fund or any of that. It's, it's a normal super fund, but you can invest it yourself directly. I think that's so interesting because for so many Australians, you know, the reason why the traditional superannuation system does work so well is because it is done for them by the big super funds. And I think whilst this product isn't maybe for everyone, you know, traditionally when we look at self-managed super funds, the self-managed super fund space, it's really only been accessible for high income earners because, you know, there is such a high management cost of doing it. And if you're not earning enough, then you don't have enough money in your super. So it's really not worth the fees to manage it yourself. So I think Superhero's new product, it sort of solves this inequality that we see in that space. And it really does sort of shift the power and responsibility back to you. It's it's a pretty amazing product and amazing idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think the way that self-managed super funds are structured, you're right. It only makes sense if you've already got a really, really large amount of super sitting there. And I just think it's fundamentally not right because we've got younger Australians. We've got people that, you know, maybe you're not a high net worth or very high income earner. That doesn't mean that you don't want to grow your wealth and that you shouldn't have access to opportunity. So I think that's what we're really trying to do is enable access and opportunity for everyone, for those that really do want to take control of their super and take control of their financial future, whether that be trading shares with your savings or your super in one place that's really, yeah, mobile first, easy to use um, and enables you that choice and control if you want it. Well, I'm very excited to check it out when it has launched. I'm definitely going to be checking it out, so the Superhero app. Hopefully by now you've been able to wake up and feel like you can take more control of your super. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us again. If anyone wants to find out more about yourself or Superhero's new product, where should they go? So the best place to go is our superhero website. So www.superhero.com.au or you can download the app straight away, but the website does give you a bit more information. Um, And you can also check us out on Instagram. We post daily market updates um, on our stories um, and have got some really cool content there if you're wanting to learn more about investing um, and about the market. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. That was seriously such a fun chat with Rachel. I feel like she's so insightful. Everything that she that she brings from superhero is great. I know. She's so articulate. I think we should try and be more like her. <laughs> Bunny, I have a question for you. If you could be a superhero, who would you be and why? Oh, I'm so, like, I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind is, like, superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> like Wonder Woman in the tight I'm, leather pants. Is superwoman even a person? Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. think so. Is oh. it? <laughs> Superman? No, nah, this should I'm be I'm not across woman. my superheroes, unfortunately. <laughs>
Who would you be? Yeah, I was going to say, just in case you wanted to know, I would definitely be Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode with Rachel. We know we definitely took a bit out of it about our superannuation. If you wanted to find out any more about this or have any questions, you can jump into our Facebook group at YIGC Investing Discussion Podcast Group. No, Investing Podcast Discussion Group. Come on. I was was so (laughs) close. Just type in YIGC. You'll probably find it. Link is in our bio. Otherwise, you can find us on Instagram at YIGC Podcast, and I am very excited to announce that we are officially on TikTok at YIGC Podcast. So please (laughs) come and give us some TikTok love because we have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) Yes, please go like something. (laughs) Make us feel better about ourselves. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. You're in good company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of You're in Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your Inkwood Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people together. 